And now, here's your host, Milo Beasley. And welcome to another episode of This Week in Disney History. I am your host, Milo Beasley. And you know what? We, you know, I say every week we have a good one. Man, we have so many things. Uh, we are way past the new year. So uh, there's a lot of show openings and uh, attraction openings. Just a lot of things going on uh, that Disney is trying to set up for the rest of the year. So why don't we go ahead and jump right into it? We are going to start off with January 17th. That's right, January 17th, all the way back in 1706. I know you're saying, what? how are we even starting off a Disney history with 1706? Because the audio animatronic for the narrator for American Adventure is, I'm being told, nope. Nope, not the audio animatronic, but the actual person, Benjamin Franklin, is born on this date, 1706. I thought they were getting fancy there and audio animatronics were being born, but apparently not. Um, but this day is, uh, is uh, there's a ton, a ton of birthdays, notable birthdays on January 17th, including Betty White, Eartha Kitt, who was Yzma in Emperor's New Groove, which is the greatest Disney uh, movie uh, ever created. James Earl Jones, who you might know as the voice of Darth Vader. I can't do it. I don't have the voice thing. Uh, Jim Carrey, and also my guest on last week's episode of the Milo Beasley Show, Brian Brushword. That's right. You can go catch an, uh, my chat with Brian on uh, on my YouTube page, youtube.com slash bumstube. Also, the Milo Beasley Show.com. And that's enough plugs as we're going to move on, uh, still on January 17th. But 1977, the new Mickey Mouse Club goes into syndication for the very first time. Uh, huge difference between the new Mickey Mouse Club and the old Mickey Mouse Club as this one is in color. If they figure that whole thing out, um, now, there's, now there's color in the world. Uh, let's see where are we at 19, 1996. Uh, one of my favorite Disney resorts to stay at Disney's Vero beach resort has its grand opening, which this is one of those like Disney grand openings because like the resort has actually had already been open for like three months. It opened in like October of 1995, but hey, in January 1996, we're gonna celebrate the grand opening because, I mean, that's that's a that's a constant theme around uh, this week in Disney history. We tend to celebrate when things open and their grand openings. Uh, it's one of my favorites. It doesn't slap you in the face with Disney. Like if you like Disney, it has those Disney touches. There's uh, p pictures of Mickey Mouse. There's Disney characters there uh, to um, add some of the uh, the eating the at the restaurant so you can have character dining. Obviously I don't think so right now, but, um, but if you were like, man, I like Disney, but I don't want to be slapped in the face with Disney while I'm staying on vacation. It is the perfect place. And it's also a DVC resort. So you can use your DVC points there. Or if you are not a DVC member like me, you can spend actual monies and stay there. Also this date, January 17th, 
2000 and people are like actual monies uh 2005 cinderella bration has its debut nighttime show at tokyo disneyland cinderella bration was already a show in tokyo and they decided to up it with a nighttime celebration and if cinderella bration sounds a little bit familiar to you domestic folks is because uh if you remember the for the 50th anniversary of disneyland Disney World got a bunch of things, hmm. <laughs> and uh, they got something from from each of the other Disney parks. And Cinderella Bration was what the Magic Kingdom received from Tokyo Disneyland. So I remember seeing that show on five five oh five at the Walt Disney World. It wasn't bad actually. Uh, and then just last year on this date, January seventeenth. 2020 god it's, it's again it seems so weird seeing 2020 and saying last year but yes 2020 was last year my disneyland friends know this date as it was the opening day for star wars rise of the resistance at the disneyland park uh, i i know this this attraction gets overhyped a lot of people say it's the best attraction they've ever been on and those people are right i mean it is just i i can't i would have to have way more time for a podcast to just talk about how amazing rise is so uh happy anniversary rise of the resistance at disneyland uh hopefully oh did you guys hear the news like uh disneyland disabled like uh, i guess disabled is the right term but they ended the annual pass holder program. So um, I don't see Disney. I mean, that, to me, that, that just seems that Disneyland is not opening anytime soon. So that is unfortunate. Uh, but uh, sounds like, you know, COVID isn't ending anytime soon either. So uh, I guess they are being better safe than sorry out in the California. I let's um, go on a personal, personal tangent, but I do wish that they could take up the Walt Disney World way uh, do things safe and uh but maybe they just realize that it's not possible there as things are a little bit closer than they are at the uh the walt disney world now moving on to january 18th january 18th 1952 a little donald duck cartoon titled donald apple core and this may not be relevant to anybody but my household <laughs> as uh this features one of my favorite jokes to be told by my wife. Uh, and that is the old apple core joke where somebody says, somebody eats an apple. They say apple core. Donald Duck would say Baltimore. Chip and Dale, who just ate the apple, says, who's your friend? And then the end of the joke is supposed to be, you're supposed to name somebody. But Donald, of course, Donald has one friend and that is himself in which he gets the apple thrown at his face. So that is a long, long time running joke in our house. So I just had to mention that one. Go back and watch it. It may be, I think it's on the Disney Plus. It's definitely on the YouTubes because I just looked at it. Uh, January 18th, 1991. <laughs> Eastern Airlines shuts down. Uh, now, while they weren't an official sponsor when they shut down, Eastern Airlines was the official sponsor of Walt Disney World for much of the 1970s. In fact, uh, the um, there was an attraction called Eastern Airlines If You Had Wings um, that 
it's now in the space where um, Buzz Lightyear is. So, but yes, so Eastern Airlines, a prominent sponsor of Walt Disney World in the 70s and 80s and uh, shuts down in 1991. Uh, January 18th, 2002. Oh, this is a really cool one. So Disney Imagineers meet with the Kennedy Space Center, the NASA Kennedy Space Center director to discuss a space pavilion at the Epcot Center. So uh, along with all the other countries that are there in World Showcase, they would include a space pavilion that would also include an attraction to be called Mission Space. Well, we all know that Mission Space attraction did end up at the Epcot Center, but we did not get our space pavilion. Now, uh, with the upcoming space restaurant opening at Epcot right by Mission Space, could this be something, could the pavilion also be incorporated? So this could this be something that they've had in their pocket for the past 18 years that we finally get to see? Man, I would love, I'm a huge space nerd, so I would love a space pavilion at the Epcot Center. That might be the only place I, if they did that, I would, I mean, I probably would go someplace else, but I would, man, I would spend most of my time at the space pavilion for sure. Uh, January, still on January 18th, 2011. I love this podcast form as we are able to talk about more and more things and go more in depth. So uh, 2011, details on the new Fantasyland are released for the Walt Disney World. This is the first time that people hear about Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, Storybook Circus uh, being uh, moved back, um, uh, The Little Mermaid, uh, the... the uh, Bell's Restaurant. Um, I'm blanking on the name right now. Uh, so yes, yeah, so January 18th, 2011, news breaks on all these details, and which would then open up what is that December of 2012. So almost two years later, after they announced everything, did we see the opening of New Fantasyland. And finally, for December 18th, 2015, just six years ago, uh, you know, I'm a huge Run Disney fan. If you've been listening to uh, this show and to the YouTube show prior to that, the inaugural Star Wars Half Marathon is run at the Disneyland Resort. I did not do this run. I have done a Star Wars Half at the Walt Disney World. And um, uh, so what they ended up doing, they were do they did a light side and a dark side. So depending on which coast you ran on, light side or dark side, east coast or west coast, um, you know, you would, and if you did both, you got a Kessel Run Challenge medal. Unfortunately, there are no more Run Disney races. Well, there's no more Run Disney races at all right now, except for virtual races. But there are no more Disneyland Run Disney races, which, man, they were my absolute favorite. Hopefully, they bring them back, and uh, and we will be over there. Uh, now, moving on to January 19th. This is a particularly uh, interesting day. 1924, go back in that Wayback Machine. <sighs> Lillian Bounds starts working at the Disney Studios in Hollywood. And why is this of any, uh, you know, significance? Because Lillian Bounds proved that you can start at the bottom and work your way all the way to the top and be the boss's wife. That's right. Walt's wife, Lillian, started working 
at the Disney Studios on this date, 1924. Fraternizing with the boss. I mean, whatever. Uh, also on this date, January 19th, 1980, the host of This Week in Disney History was... Bo- hey, that's that's me. Uh, J- <laughs> January 19th, 1993, work on uh, Toy Story, my favorite of the Pixar movies, uh, begins. So, uh, yes, production begins on Toy Story, which would be released, let's see, almost three years later. So, November of 1995. So, almost three years later. Man, it takes a lot of work to get one of those uh, little cartoony animated uh, movies out there. I just... I mean, I know from working on a, on a video game what that takes. So I couldn't imagine to what it would take to get into a, um, a Pixar movie off the ground. Uh, January 19th, 2001, a preview of Disney's California Adventure uh, welcomes guests, I think possibly for the very first time into the park. It wouldn't open until, what, February, I believe. So, uh, yeah, this is a preview. They had food and drinks and and stuff like that for folks that signed up for this preview of Disney's California Adventure. I'll be back one day. Uh, Also, January 19th, 2011, the Disney Dream is officially christened at Port Canaveral. I mean, I love a good cruise ship christening, right? They got the big... um, wine bottles and their champagne bottles and they smash the boat and then cartoons the boats sink but this wasn't a cartoon uh now the dream wouldn't officially uh disembark until a week later on january 26 so spoilers we will be talking about that next week and how much i love the disney dream so finally for this date january 19th 2016 i know a sad day for a lot of you at Disney's Hollywood Studios, but the Toy Story Pizza Planet Arcade had its last day of operation before closing down. Uh, I didn't have a, I had some not so great experiences with the arcade, you know, or with, I guess, Pizza Planet. So I was kind of happy to see that it was gone, but they built the greatest quick service restaurant in any Disney park when they built Pizza Rizzo. Now, it is the same crappy Disney pizza that they have at any other Disney pizza place, but man, the atmosphere at Pizza Rizzo is so cool. It gives you that old-timey pizza place, that small-town pizza joint experience. There's even a banquet room in, uh, I believe... So it plays a bunch of music, but I believe that the music that it plays is the 100 greatest wedding songs. Not like, but like, you know, um, uh, the Macarena and uh, the Cupid Shuffle and, and the songs that you would hear at receptions because it is made to look like a banquet hall at a pizza shop where one in a small town might celebrate their wedding or have you know, celebrate Little League games like I did. Lots of Little League victories, by the way, because I'm a winner. January 20th, 1950, Donald Duck stars in Lion Around. We're going to be talking about Lion Down, a goofy 
cartoon last week. Well, this is Lion Around Man. They love their puns. But this one was significant as it featured the first appearance of Louis the Lion. Louis is a mountain lion who shows up in many cartoons, a couple movies, uh, lots of shows, the, uh, the comic strip, the House of Mouse TV show. Louis is everywhere. and This would be his first appearance in 1950. So he is, what, 70, 71 years old. Happy birthday, Louis. Uh, this date, uh, January 20th, 2005. The Walt Disney Company officially announces that River Country is closed for good. Now, River Country was a water park that um, uh, edged on the, uh, what, the Seven Seas Lagoon. So, like, the water was the actual, well, it was the lagoon. It was the, <laughs> it wasn't pool. It, you weren't going into a, um, a pool. You were going into actual gross, muddy water. And that was part of the um, part of the attraction now due to poor attendance and uh, the September 11th uh, attack on the United States River Country actually closed in November of 2001 but did not officially officially close until January 2005 so it just sat there for four years with them wondering what they were going to do with it until they finally announced that it was closing. Now, there's actually going to be a um, a new resort in that area. They're building a new resort. I wrote the name down, and I don't know what I did with that piece of paper. So we're just going to call it a new Disney resort. And I am really hoping that they use elements of the slides or something else inside that uh, resort uh, in their in their pool area. Cause I think that would be a really cool homage to river country, which is a place I never got to go to, but I see pictures all the time. And I'm like, man, I would have just loved to go to river country. So too bad. There's not a way to reopen it in a safer, non, uh, algae brain, algae eating way. Also same date, 2005. Do you say brain algae eating? Yes. Um, the Everest peak was placed on top of Expedition Everest, making Expedition Everest, the Everest, uh, Mount Everest, the tallest mountains of all the Disney parks. I believe there's 18 mountains and Mount Everest at Animal Kingdom is the tallest. I believe it's uh, 20, 20 stories tall. I believe so. You can double check it but I'm pretty sure I'm right on this one. And then finally for January 20th, 2006 high school musical premieres on the Disney channel. And I have never seen high school musical with the exception of seeing a high school musical of high school musical. That's right. I have never seen the movie. I have only seen a high school production of high school musical. So I, I think I get bonus points for that. Um, I don't know. <laughs> so moving on to January, it was I. I got a picture with the mascot because he's cool, right? Um, <laughs> moving on. Uh, January was January twenty first. Yes, January twenty first, nineteen thirty five. Again, going back in that way back machine. <sighs> need better production uh ollie johnston begins work at disney studios 
Uh, a lot of you may know the name Ollie Johnson as he was one of Walt's nine old men. Uh, he worked on pretty, after 1935, I mean, Ollie worked on pretty much everything Disney. I mean, he worked on uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, uh, Lady in the Tramp. I mean, he worked on literally every single movie, he worked on Mary Poppins. And I believe the last thing he worked on um, before he died was actually, I think it was Cars. I think he was a uh, an assistant on Cars. At least uh, he was credited that on the IMDb. <laughs> so, but yeah, so that man touched literally everything that Walt Disney Productions was doing over the years. Uh, absolutely, absolutely incredible. Happy birthday, Ollie. January, again, January 21st, 1955, the announcement of the Disneyland Hotel. Again, this is January of 1955, and the park would open in just six months. And wouldn't you know it, this was not not open. This was not open by opening day. In fact, it would not be open until October of 1955. So they, they missed opening day by just a couple months. Um, but uh, yeah, but now they have the Disneyland Hotel. Spoilers, we might be talking about the Disneyland Hotel later on. Uh, 1968. Oh man, this is a really cool one. So... Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean to the World of Tomorrow appears on uh, airs on Walt Disney's Wonderful World of Color. This is a cool little uh, show. Obviously, well, everyone should be familiar with Walt Disney Walt Disney's Wonderful World of Color. But this one dove into some new attractions, as a as Wonderful World of Color tended to do. Dove into some new attractions coming to the Disneyland Park. Um, this would include Pirates of the Caribbean, obviously, because it's in the title. So it got the main event billing. Uh, the People Mover and the Carousel of Progress, which was a, a huge hit at the World's Fair. Um, but this would end up being moved from Disneyland to Walt Disney World, which we talked about last week and this week and this. Anyway, so yes. So, uh, I be, and I believe it, either the first or second Pirates of the Caribbean on the bonus features includes this, the Pirates of the Caribbean segment from this show. And this includes one of my most favorite little segments uh, of Walt Disney Television. Uh, he's explaining... Uh, to uh, the, the lady in the video with him, to the woman in the video, about the, the pirate, you know, the one who has all the hats on and he has one foot on land and one foot in the boat. And he's explaining that, you know, he's trying to keep himself, you know, balanced. And what she says, well, best of luck to him. And he says, no, if he's successful, then the ride is over. He has to always maintain that is he or isn't he quality. And that's one of my most memorable quotes from Walt Disney. Uh, and every time I go on Pirates of the Caribbean, I think about that scene in this show, Pirates of the Caribbean to the World of Tomorrow, which aired 1968. So go back and watch it. I, again, it's on one of the Pirates, um, Pirates DVDs. What are DVDs? It's all Blu-ray right now. It's also on the YouTubes. And it should be on the plus as well, maybe. 
Anyway, uh, January 21st, 1989, the Walt Disney Company purchases Rather Corporation, which actually owns the Disneyland Hotel. So for 34 years, the Disneyland Hotel sat on Disneyland property and the Disneyland Company did not even own it. So they finally purchase this the company that did own the Disneyland Hotel 34 years after the opening. So the same day that it was announced, 34 years later, the Walt Disney Company actually owns it. So, uh, And then one of my favorite things ever, January 21st, 2013, I know where I was this day. I was at Magic Kingdom for the first day of Long Lost Friends for Limited Time Magic, uh, which included The Three Little Pigs, Horace and Clarabelle, and Robin Hood and Friends. Now, it said Robin Hood and Friends, but like uh, Prince John was there, and he's not exactly a friend of Robin Hood. But regard, oh, and the sheriff Nottingham was there. They're totally not friends. Like he literally stole from him. I mean, I know people who steal from their friends all the time, but they are definitely not friends. But the card, the autograph card, said Robin Hood and friends. And the sign, I believe, um, I have uh, some really really cool pictures that I will definitely post on the Instas and Twitters and Facebooks uh, to commemorate. Uh, what is that now? Uh, eight years since limited time magic, the first long lost friends at Walt Disney World. So it was a lot of fun. They kind of did like a long lost friends thing last year at Walt Disney World. Okay. Not last. So I guess that, you know, it's been. So I guess in 2019, right? 2019, it would have been. They did some long lost friends with Chicken Little. I think Robin Hood was actually out there and a couple others. So uh, it's always fun to see those characters who haven't been out in a while and that's why i do those run disney races so that way i can actually see those characters that haven't been out in a long long time now characters aren't going to be out for a long long time so i might as well just get used to it uh so moving on to january 22nd 2006 the premiere of monsters inc's mike and sully to the rescue Opens at Disney's California Adventure. This replaced Superstar Limo that we talked about last week, which closed down. Uh, so yeah, so this was the world premiere, the grand opening celebration. It would officially open to guests the next day, but this was, uh, you know, people still got, you still got the right. It was like a, a soft opening, but it wasn't, you know, open, open until the 23rd. Uh, January 22nd, 2017. Again, I know where I was as Minnie Mouse was celebrated on National Polka Dot Day for a Rock the Dots event at Disney Springs. There's a little dance party and stuff. But what was super significant about this date was that Minnie Mouse, this was where Minnie Mouse debuted her new look. And uh, I know what you're wondering, what exactly does new look mean? Well, if you compare uh, a photo of Minnie Mouse from 2016 to 2017 or 18 or even now, uh, Mickey and Minnie have different facial features. It's if they got a facelift. Um, 
So, but this was the first appearance of Minnie Mouse's new look at Walt Disney World. Now, she wouldn't actually have this look in the parks until later on in the year. I forgot how many months, but it took a long time for her to actually get her new look in the parks, which I think they actually had them at other parks around the world, but it took Walt Disney World forever for Mickey and Minnie to display their new looks in the park, despite them showing up uh, at uh, at the Rock the Dots event. Now, this was such a big hit on National Polka Dot Day that they still continue doing the Rock the Dots to this day. Uh, there's a special pin and stuff, but what they did in 2018 was they celebrated the fact that Minnie Mouse received her star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. That's right, January 22nd, 2018. 2018, uh, Minnie Mouse receives her star. 40 years after Mickey Mouse. They debuted on the same day, and it took Minnie 40 years. So, uh, And then just uh, two years ago, two years ago, January 22nd, 2019, the Disney Parks announces Zootopia Land is coming to Shanghai Disneyland, which is set to open in 2021. I was really, really hoping to get out to Shanghai this year to be able to see the opening of Zootopia Land, but it doesn't look like that will be happening. But hopefully, hopefully we have, uh, you know... Hopefully Zootopia Land still opens in 2021 and I can get out to Shanghai sometime in the upcoming years and to be able to experience Zootopia Land because Zootopia is such an underrated film and uh, I really can't wait to see what they do for Zootopia as a whole. So uh, super excited to be able to see that. Um, wish they would. I mean, we get New Fantasyland. Yay! I mean, you know, I don't, I don't mean to poo-poo on New Fantasyland, but it's not Zootopia Land. Uh, and then our final day that we're going to talk about this week, January twenty-third, January twenty-third, nineteen forty-two, Donald Duck stars in a Walt Disney film titled New Spirit. This is actually released by the War. Okay, let's see if I can get this right on the first try. Because we're 30 minutes in and I'm not about to restart this thing. (laughs) The War Activities Committee of the Motion Picture Industry. Uh, Yeah, so uh, it was a war propaganda film, as one might call it, where the narrator urges Donald Duck to pay his taxes. In fact, they had a slogan, which was, Taxes to beat the axes. There is nothing... Nothing like a good motto, especially a good war motto, but there is nothing like a taxes to beat the axes. That is, that is fantastic. It makes me want to go out there and, and pay my, uh, this was actually nominated for an Academy Award for best documentary in 1942. So it didn't win. Just, it was just an honor to be nominated. Uh, January 23rd, 1987, the Mark V monorails debut at Disneyland Park. Um, And I think that they would go on, I think they uh, would run for about 20 years, I believe, until the Mark VII's 
uh, were released at Disneyland in 2007. So yeah, yeah, 20 years, 20 years of the Mark V monorails. Which here we get into a little rant about how the Walt Disney World Mark VI monorails debuted two years later, not not on the day. So this we'll talk about this whenever this pops up. But it, just a little side rant that we have time for because it's a podcast. Uh, the Mark VI's debut two years later in 1989 and were replaced. See, that's the thing. They haven't been replaced. So the Mark V monorails lasted 20 years. The Mark VI's are still going, what is this, 30, uh, 30 years later, 32 years later. Uh, if I mean, doors are falling off. They're, things are stopping, air conditionings. If Walt Disney World, man, I'm just begging you, can we get some new monorails, man? Okay, whatever. Uh, all right, and rant. Oh, yeah, I'm supposed to do the slash and rant. Uh, January 23rd, 2004. One of my top three favorite Disney cartoons, Dave the Barbarian, debuts on the Disney Channel, and it's uh, it's actually a wonder that it is one of my favorites. The um, the theme song is just so good. It's like boom, 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 boom. Dave the Barbarian. Uh, the show actually lasted less than a year and uh, ran twenty one episodes. So it's an any wonder that I even saw it at all. I'm going to have, now that like, I got it back in my head, I'm going to have to go back to the Disney Plus and see if Dave the Barbarian is on there. Um, his sister, though, is not a monkey. This is, we just want to clear this up. Uh, and then the last thing for this week, January 23rd, 2009, the Celebrate a Dream Come True Parade debuts at the Walt Disney World, which is slightly different from the Disney Dreams Come True Parade that pre- that preceded it, which is slightly different than the Share a Dream Come True Parade. Wait, okay, so we went from Share a Dream Come True to Disney Dreams Come True to Celebrate a Dream Come True. Uh... You know, uh, perhaps, perhaps you could throw some more Imagineers at that. Uh, but this was ultimately replaced uh, in January of 2014 by the Festival of Fantasy, which we'll talk about later on. But yeah, so celebrate a celebrate a dream come true debuts on this day. Everybody misses parades. Gonna might have to go find this on the YouTube and uh, and watch it. It seemed like this parade, though. I mean, six years is a long time for a single parade. But, you know, I guess six years is a long time to have no nighttime parades either, either Walt Disney World. So that'll be it uh, for this week's episode of This Week in Disney History. Uh, I thank you very much for hanging out with me for this 35 or so minutes. Uh, please subscribe either on my website, themilobeasleyshow.com slash podcast, or on Apple or on Spotify, wherever you get your podcast needs met. Also, please check out The Milo Beasley Show. We are rocking it already in 2021 with some great episodes. Themilobeasleyshow.com or youtube.com slash bumstube. Uh, just search uh, the Milo Beasley Show, search Milo Beasley. It'll all 
it'll all be right there. And uh, so again, thanks for hanging out with me this week. And we'll see you next week for this week in Disney history.